Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. A simple acronym for remembering how to pray is ACTS, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. The simple model is the foundation of this series titled 40 Days of Prayer, and today we focus on the area of thanksgiving and gratitude. Listen in, take notes, and I'll talk with you at the end of the broadcast. Amen. Praise the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to begin at verse 16. And I want you to think about as we've been talking about prayer, prayer has three basic principles. It is learning how to talk to God, how to listen to God, and how to move with God. If you want to pray, that's all you need to figure out. How do I talk to God? How do I listen to God? And how do I move when God says move? Amen? If you can figure those three things out, you can be a prayer warrior and call down heaven. That's all you need to do. Three things. If you can figure out three things. How do I talk to God? How do I listen to God? How do I move with God? If you got that under your belt, then there's nobody on this planet who can do more than what you can do. Amen? Y'all believe that? It begins, simple acronym we've been teaching you, A-C-T-S, ACTS, A-C-T-S, A, can we adore God? Can we give God praise just for who he is? Can we just say, Lord, You are good. You are great. You are awesome, God. Can we go to his word and see how awesome his character is described and just say to God, God, you're awesome. That's where it all begins. It all begins with adoration. Can we just adore God? If you're not at the point where you can adore God, can you respect God? I wasn't always in life someone who could adore God. I was at one point, I struggled to respect God because I thought that I was God. My behavior suggested I thought I was God because I thought I could control everything. I thought I could control all things. And because I thought I can control all things, I got a witness here, amen? <laughs> I thought I could control everything. And because I thought I could control everything, what I would always try to do is trying to have my own explanation for why the world was created, how the world was created, what was and what wasn't. And if it can make sense to me, then it could be. If it doesn't make sense to me, then it does not exist. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen. But when we come to truth, we realize God is the supreme. But that leads us then to B, which is, excuse me, C, which is confession. Confession means to say what God says. To glorify his name or to say what he says, which comes in two ways. Number one, confession of our sin, which is to say, God says X, I'm living Y. So I agree with God, then I'm wrong. And I confess my sin. 
But most people, that's all they've been taught about confession is that you confess your sin. And once you confess your sin, there's no other confession. But we know that the word tells us that we need to hold on to our confession of faith and hope. Faith, the substance of things you hope for, the evidence of the unseen. We're supposed to hold on not only to our confession of our sin, and because most Christians only now confess sin, we live under guilt when the Bible says there is now no more condemnation to those who live in Christ Jesus. So how's a Christian living in guilt if they understand who they are as a new creation? But many Christians live under guilt. Many Christians live under shame. That's why when people, quote, backslide from the church, they hide because they're ashamed, not recognizing you don't have to hide. You just need to confess, agree with God. And if you begin agreeing with God, then at a certain point, your confession will go from, Lord, I missed it to, Lord, thank you that I'm forgiven to, Lord, I am a new creation. Your confession will take you from hiding from God to walk in bold in the things of God. Your confession will move you from one place to another if you understand God never designed you to live in shame. As a matter of fact, the first evidence that Adam and Eve fell was shame. Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? I hid myself because I knew I fell. I knew something was wrong, so I hid. The first manifestation of sin is hiding. We hide ourselves when we're ashamed. We fall, and we're ashamed, and we hide. That's what Satan does. He tricks us into falling, and when we fall, we forget about the grace and the love of God. Because Adam's eyes shifted from seeing God and all of God's splendor, living in the garden, seeing nothing but great things, to then all of a sudden seeing his self and being ashamed. Sin changes your lenses. It flips them. So what you were supposed to see, you don't see anymore. Now it's a mirror and you see yourself. And when you see yourself, you no longer see the glory of God. When Adam and Eve lived in the garden with God, they saw God. And they were able to do all things. God said, name all the Adams. Name all the animals. Adam said, that's too many animals. I can't name all them animals. He just started naming. Cat, rat, bat, gnat. <laughs> he didn't see his weakness. He just saw what God said he could do. And he just started doing it. Adam, tend this garden. All this garden? (laughs) Lord, I'm the only one here. Do you see how much land is here? What am I supposed to do? He didn't see his limitation. He said, yes, Lord. And he started tending the garden. He started tending the garden. Even though the garden was huge. Even though he's the only one there. He didn't see his limitation. Because he just confessed what God said. Confession is the second part of prayer. You learn how to adore God, and then you learn how to confess his word. Now you're on the road to great prayer. The third part is where we're going to focus some energy today. I asked you last week to make a list of things that you were thankful for. How many of y'all made your list this week? 
If you didn't make it, I'm going to tell you again today. So you can make one this week. <laughs> amen. Amen. Because this is a list that never gets old. What are you thankful for? Thanksgiving is the third element of prayer. What are we thankful for? The fourth is supplication. But here's the catch between thanksgiving and supplication. Until you learn how to confess thankfulness, you will never be able to access anything you supplicate God for. As a matter of fact, most prayers people pray are for things they already have. But because we don't have the gratitude, we don't understand what we possess. The trap of Adam and Eve was Satan telling them, you don't have enough. God knows there's more for you, but he won't give it to you. He's holding back. God is holding back from you. And God told you not to eat of the fruit because he knows the day you eat it, you're going to become like him. God's just jealous. See, the trick was to not be thankful for the 99 things in the garden and lust after the one. Forget the 99 that I have all access to. Forget all that. There's one thing in this garden you don't have, and God knows the reason God put it there because God's jealous of you. No, that's not why God put that one tree in the garden. That's not why. See, thankfulness and gratitude are the things that make the one thing you can't get insignificant because you're so grateful for the 99. You're so grateful for the 99 things around you. The one thing you don't have is not where your lenses go. It's not where your focus is. Your focus is on the gratitude all around. Adam and Eve could have ate till their belly buttons poked out. Well, they they didn't have belly buttons because they weren't born, so. But y'all know what I mean. <laughs> they could have ate to their full of whatever they wanted. They just need to leave one thing alone. But what makes you go after the one thing you don't have? What makes us go for the one thing? What makes us not appreciate other things we have for the one thing we don't have? What makes us do that? It's the absence of our gratitude. It's the absence of our thankfulness. It's the thing that the enemy wants to get you focused on so that you don't appreciate. So sometimes we've counseled husbands and wives who have been in challenges, and probably some marriages that we counsel could have been saved if people could have gotten grateful with gratitude. Gratitude could save marriages. Because if you can be grateful for the things that you have and not focus on the thing you don't, man, what power, what power, what happened today? We got Focused on what we had, our worship. We got focused on how good God has been, not on the thing that you feel like you haven't got from God. Because when we're ungrateful, we can't focus. We can't worship. We get distracted. And the enemy comes in like a flood because we've given him a gateway, an open door. Amen? Now, what does the Bible tell us? Let's look again first. Thessalonians chapter 5. Check this out. Verse 16 says what? 
When? When? Rejoice always. always. (laughs) Very first thing, rejoice always. Always rejoice. Always. When y'all gonna rejoice? (laughs) When does always start? Then why are some of y'all frowning at me? (laughs) Rejoice in the Lord always. Always rejoice. Always rejoice. Why do I walk around happy when you see me? Because I'm rejoicing. I rejoice on the road to work. I rejoice at the job. I rejoice all the time. And when I'm not rejoicing and I catch myself, I get back to rejoicing. Amen? If you can get back to rejoicing, you know what happens? You change the atmosphere. I change atmospheres all the time because when I go somewhere, I rejoice. As some people put it, you can choose to be a thermometer or a thermostat. Are you going to gauge the temperature in the room or are you going to make the temperature in the room? (laughs) You can make the temperature in the room by rejoicing. You can make the temperature in the room. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm a thermostat. (laughs) Now, see, some of y'all are thermostats, but you worried about what your PG&E bill is going to be. So you, you withholding. You withholding, amen? (laughs) You're trying to keep the temperature low. That's all right. You don't have to pay this bill. Just get hot. Just go on. Amen. Tell your neighbor, thankfulness is a good thing. All right. So we know we're supposed to rejoice always, right? Let's look at the next verse. What's the next verse? Pray without ceasing. Prayer is not a now I lay me down to sleep, now I'm done. That's not prayer. Prayer is an unceasing activity between us in which we talk to God, we listen to God, we move with God, we talk to God, we listen to God, we move with God. All day long we move around, we hear God, we listen to God, we talk to God. God help me. God helps us. God, I need you. God needs you. Lord, I'm grateful. It's just constant, constant conversation with God. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. Continue to pray. Now, if you have been taught that prayer is a certain thing and that you have to get on your knees and that you have to do certain things and you have to be in a certain position, if you've been taught that as a form of prayer, guess what? That is a legitimate method of prayer. It is a legitimate method to every night before you go to bed, get on your knees on the side of the bed and pray your now I lay me down to sleep prayer. If that's, that is legitimate. But if that's the only prayer you pray, you're missing out. It's good to walk and sit down at the table and say, God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. Good bread, good meat, good God. Let's eat That's whatever you say. It's okay. It's legitimate. It's prayer. But if that's the only prayer you pray, you're missing out. 
Pray without ceasing is a constant conversation with your creator because you love Jesus. Because you love Jesus, you have boldness and access to the throne of grace that you can come and find help in every time of need. Now, you can come to the throne of grace and leave, or you can come to the throne of grace and stay. I praise the Lord. It never says you got to come in the throne of grace and leave when you get done. It says we can come boldly before the throne of grace and find grace to help in our time of need. Well, why would I leave this place? <laughs> if I find grace to help in my time of need, why would I leave? <laughs> I think I'll stay. <laughs> I think I'll stay in God's presence. I think I'm going to sit down right here. <laughs> So I find all the grace I need and all the help I need whenever I need it. I don't have to find the throne because I never left the throne. Amen. Amen. Pray, <laughs> pray the Lord. So that's how you can pray without ceasing. Find the throne. Sit down. Don't leave. <laughs> don't leave. Verse 18. In everything. What? Give thanks. thanks. Why? This is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will for you to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks all the time for all things. Give thanks in everything. Everything, give thanks. When you're in a tough situation, give thanks. When you're living on the mountaintop, give thanks. When you are falling, give thanks. When you're rising, give thanks. If you feel like you're drowning, give thanks. If you feel like you're a conqueror, give thanks. In everything. Give thanks. This is the most important part of prayer because I said last week, gratitude destroys mediocrity. Because the moment you become grateful, the moment you become learning how to, how to just give thanks in all things, and the moment you learn how to just pray without ceasing, the moment you learn those things then what happens is you become an excellent person. Because when you're thankful and you're giving God thanks for everything, you look around and realize you have stuff you didn't realize you had. And you can make things other people can't make because you've got stuff they don't realize they have. I'm tell you, let me show you how this works in the natural. I went to an interview once, and, and, and in this interview, they had us take a test before the interview. So it was a multi-phase interview. So they brought all these people into this computer room, sat everybody down at a computer, and they stood up there and they gave us instructions. They gave us instructions, and the instructions they gave were on a sheet. They didn't read everything. They said a couple of things, and literally, as soon as the lady finished talking, everybody in the room except me started typing. As soon as she finished talking, they... I hear people, I'm looking around, and they, they're just typing away. I'm thinking, what are these people typing? 
I haven't even read the instructions yet. What are they typing? How, how do they know what to write? I'm thinking, what are they doing? What are these people doing? I'm just, I'm, they're all, everybody in the room but me. So I sat there and read the paper. And then I put my hands over my head. And I sat, sat back in the chair. And I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm reading. And I'm thinking. And all of a sudden, I knew what to do. And so I'm the last one in the room. Everybody finished their stuff, turned it in. I'm still in the room, just slow, just doing my thing, just doing this, my. The next day, and part of what we're supposed to do, we're supposed to follow the instructions. We must make a presentation, come back the next day. You got to present to a panel of people. So I go the next day. I go to present to the panel. No big deal. I come out. There's a lady going in. Oh, no, it was, uh, when I was going in, and a lady was coming out, and she was looking all freaked out and I said, hey, I remember you from yesterday. She said, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> and I went, it was, it was terrible. And I went in, and, and it was just like, no big deal. They, I read the sheet yesterday. I'm doing what they told me to do. What's the problem? Right. The problem was they didn't look at what they had. They just started typing out of what they knew. And they just started going for what they know. And I read the paper and they said, you can go on the internet and pull this and that. And you can get this. You can copy an article from here and there. So I didn't copy the article. I ain't thought about nothing. I just did what they said. I said what the paper said. And it was easy. <laughs> they're doing what they're thinking about. And they're toiling and, and panicking. And, oh, it's terrible. Oh, it, what? This was the easiest. This was so easy. I got that job. <laughs> I'm the only one who stopped and read the instructions. The Bible's your instructions and the Bible starts telling us what to do in crisis and challenge and hard times and good times and bad times. And we read the word, we find out what to do. And when other people are scrambling, trying to figure out what they're going to do, I said, man, the Bible says rejoice always. (laughs) It's a crisis. What are you going to do right now? What are you going to do about this? I'm going to give thanks in all things. I'm going to be thankful for what I have around me. What do I have? Praise the Lord. Oh, I got that. Oh, praise God. Oh, man, I didn't realize I had this. Oh, Lord, thank you for the. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you for this. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, stuff that's been there all the time that nobody sees because nobody slowed down to give thanks. Ten lepers are sick. They are sick with leprous disease and nobody wants to see them. Nobody wants to talk to them. People tell them, stay away from the city. Stay away from us. And 10 lepers come to Jesus. Jesus doesn't flinch. Tells them what to do. And they walk away and it says they were healed when they walked away from Jesus. They didn't get healed in front of him. They got healed when they walked away from him. And one of them said, oh my God, I got healed. He comes back. Oh, Lord, thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. And he said, where's the other nine? Where's the other nine? Where's the rest of them? Couldn't nobody else come back and give glory to God for what just happened to them? So guess what? They probably walked away and got healed and got all excited and then went off on their way doing whatever they was doing. And, and all of a sudden, oh, it's coming back. And the one wasn't even the one with the covenant with God. The one that came back was the Samaritan. The religious ones went on their way by their own righteousness. Oh, I've been healed. Uh 
The sinner, the Samaritan, what does he do? He runs back and says, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Wow. So guess what? What, what happens when the Samaritan comes back to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, say, ooh, I want to be thankful. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thankfulness gratefulness. They are powerful, powerful things. Turn your Bible to Psalm chapter 50. Psalm chapter 50. Hallelujah. Psalm 50. We're going to go to verse 14 and 15. Psalm 50, verse 14 and 15. here's what it says offer to God thanksgiving you offer to God your thanksgiving and pay your vows to the most high now this this is a little stumbling block for people here Offer to God thanksgiving, and if you tell God something, do what you said you're going to do. <laughs> if you made a vow to God, follow up on the vow. <laughs> thanksgiving and honoring our words to God. What did we promise God we're going to do? Because what Satan comes to do is Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Right? So if you make a vow to God, what you're going to do, what is he going to come to do? He's going to try to steal your vow. He's going to steal your thing that you promised to God. Why would you promise it to God? Because in your heart to count as him. It's in your heart to promise to God. And because you have something in your heart you want to promise to God, then what does the enemy come to do? He tries to steal your promise by getting you off of thanksgiving. Well, I told God I was going to do this. God, if you get me out of this mess, (laughs) Lord, if you get me out of this one, I will dot, dot, dot. You fill in the blanks. (laughs) But if we vowed to God, have we honored our vow? And I can guarantee you, if we haven't honored our vow, it's because the enemy has stolen our thankfulness of something. He might have stole your thankfulness for the deliverance you got when God got you out. He might have stolen the resource you said you was going to give to God when you said you were going to give it. He may have done anything, but either way, what it always comes down to is the enemy's got your focus or your lenses tied on something that has nothing to do with what you vow God. Amen. Verse 15, look at this. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. In other words, you made your vow because in the day of trouble, you was in trouble. Don't stop doing that. Keep on calling me. (laughs) Don't stop giving thanks. Don't stop. Keep on calling me. And guess what? I'm going to deliver you, and all I want you to do is to glorify me. In other words, be thankful. For what I've done for you. To glorify him means that you're thankful and you're willing to tell other people that you're thankful. 
So I'm thankful today. I'm thankful. I have two people in my family who are here today. I have my wonderful Auntie Kathy, my special aunt, who I love dearly. And I have my cousin Chris, who's my mom and my auntie's first cousin. They're both here today. Amen. So they've seen the before work and the after work. So they've seen it. They've seen it all. Amen. Now, I'm grateful for how God used both of them in my life. What did God do? God used them in different ways to keep me encouraged. My family prayed for me, and they prayed over me. And when I was telling them, y'all crazy for believing God because man came from apes. <laughs> she said he was crazy. <laughs> no, y'all should stop praying. There ain't no God. <laughs> when I was, t- I was telling them that face to face. And they're Christians. They love God. They go to church. They worshiping God. I'm like, no, God don't exist. I was in her car and told her that one day. <laughs> she riding me around. <laughs> I'm talking crazy. (laughs) Call upon me in the day of trouble. And I got into a trouble. Now, some of us get into transactional trouble. You do something, something else happened. I got in a different kind of trouble. I I got in a trouble where all of a sudden I had for whatever reason, unexplainable weight come on me. Not because problems were around me, but just an unexplainable weight hit me. And that pressure was on me. And this weight was on me. And I had multiple jobs, and I had money, and I had plans, and I got all kinds of things happening, but I couldn't get this weight off of me. And one day I went to a party with her, one of her daughters. Actually, both two of two, her old, two oldest daughters were all close in age. We went to this party, and one of them looked. She said, what's wrong with you? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the party was great. It was, it was this great party. Man, was, the windows was foggy. It was, it, was, it, was this, it was one of those kind of parties. Like, wow, this is great. And everybody's dancing and having a good old time. And I'm like standing like, this, is, this means nothing to me. And she said, what's wrong with you? I said, I don't know. But this weight was on me. I couldn't get rid of this weight. And I'm saying, God doesn't exist. But this weight can't can't get rid of this weight. I need to call somebody, but I can't call God because I said he don't exist. (laughs) You deny exists, you can't call on him to get this weight off of me. So I need to try this or try that and don't do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do all this stuff to try to get this weight off of me. And I can't find anything to get the weight off. I can't find anything to get the pressure off of me. And then one day, my mind got renewed. And I called on God. And he delivered me. I called him and he delivered me. And one night, one night, one night, that fast, the whole weight just, it left. Wow. What changed? The only thing that changed was God revealed to me that he was real. 
And when he revealed to me that he was real, I said, yes. And all of a sudden, the weight lifted off of me. And then came Chris's power. Then Chris, I saw, was worshiping God. And Chris was doing praise dancing. She was doing this, all this great stuff. And I saw Chris, and I got excited about the things of God. Wow, look at that. I'm looking at God doing great things. Why? Because then her joy drew me in. Amen? See, when you're giving thanks and you are thankful and you're operating in the things of God, what does it do? It starts to draw other people because if he be lifted up, he will draw them to himself. But it all begins with our prayer life because our prayer life is where we are giving that adoration for God and thanking God and, and we are confessing him and we are now in position with doing all those things to be able to ask. But you're not ready to ask till you can start being grateful. Amen? I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. He delivered me and I'm going to glorify God. Amen? Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm ready to glorify him. (laughs) Yes, you are. James 4. James chapter 4. I have a couple of people I'm going to ask to come up here in a minute. James 4. I didn't forget about y'all. James chapter 4. What happens when you're praying and you don't get what you're praying for? Yeah, keep praying. Or check what you're praying for. <laughs> Amen. I was praying for some things I didn't need to receive. <laughs> Amen. Amen. John, excuse me, James chapter 4, verse 2. You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and you war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. Some things we look out and we say we just lust after them. Ooh, man, I would love to have that. Ooh, boy, I would love to have that. I don't have it, though. (laughs) Murder and covet. You will take somebody out to get what they have. Covet. Somebody else got it. You see it. You want it. You didn't even want it till they got it. (laughs) I told somebody something I wanted. One day said, ooh, I want that, too. (laughs) Yeah, I never heard you mention that before. Yeah, but once I saw it, I love it. I wanted to. I'm like, whoa, come on, man. That's covetous. You murder and covet, and you can't obtain it. In other words, people will do to others to get, and then they get it and they can't keep it. Why? Because you can't obtain it because it wasn't yours. It wasn't yours to get or yours to have, but you wanted it and you took somebody took something from somebody to get it, now you can't keep it because it wasn't yours. Fight and war. Fight you to get what I want. War with you to get what I want. Yet you don't have simply because you don't ask. Sometimes we don't have things because we haven't asked them. Verse 3. If we do ask, 
Sometimes we're asking and do not receive because you ask amiss. There are three things that are amiss with us when we ask. And it's usually the things that were in the previous verse, which is covetousness, selfishness, and jealousy. Covetous, selfish, jealousy. Those are the three things that are big that when it comes to us recognizing what we're asking for, that become hindrance to us. We ask amiss that we may spend it on our own pleasures. With that in mind, I want you to think about this. Prayer, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. If we do the first three right, when it comes to supplication, it will be rare that we ask amiss. If we can do the first three right, if we can get our position where we have that heart of gladness to God and we appreciate God and we confess what God confesses and we say what God says and we're thankful for all things and we just thank God. We're always in that thankful space, always thanking God for what he has done already. Then when it comes to ask God for what we want, we'll have gotten rid of the other issues. We'll get rid of the self-interest if we can not only thank God for my stuff, but thank God for what he's doing in other people's lives. How about thanking God for what he's doing in other people's lives? First of all, let's, let's do that. Let's look at that. Um, go to Romans chapter 1. Romans 1 verse 8. Romans 1 and 8. Tell your neighbor, I'm glad for what God is doing for you. Amen. See, see, love empowers us to break sin. But love has to have his perfect work in us. And, and when love is not fully embraced, then other things that are already in us try to rule. And that's where covetous, that's where those other things come from. They come from that space that has not been renewed in our heart. And guess what? There's no condemnation. Amen? So Romans chapter 1, verse 8, Paul says this to the Roman church. First, 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 I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. First, first thing I do is thank God for you. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm going to thank God for you first. First, I thank God for you. I'm thankful for you first. For you first. What? What after that? Thanks for you for your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. I'm happy when your faith is prospering. I'm grateful when you're prospering. When God is doing things in your life, when I see God bless you, I am thankful for that. Because why? Because I'm not willing to let a spirit of covenant be on me. I'm not willing to let a spirit of jealousy be on me. I'm not willing to let that be. So you know what? How I break it. I break it by thanking God for you. When you get blessed, praise the Lord for your blessing. Woo-wee. 
praise God for your blessing. We've been meeting with this group of pastors in Vallejo. And so pastors coming together, pastors praying for one another, pastors doing different things. And somebody said, how come this hasn't worked before? And one guy said, he said, we have done it before. He said, but the same thing happens every time. People get jealous of each other. People get mad about each other. And something goes on and we all break up. (laughs) Word of wisdom. If it happens to a group of pastors who love God, it can happen to any of us. Because, see, the first thing will happen, see, them old pastors, they getting together, they can't. No, no, it happened to everybody. Everybody. It can happen to anybody. The only way you fight it is to fight it by rejoicing always. Giving thanks in all situations. Being thankful for the blessing of somebody else. Praise God. I said, man, a Brinks truck rolled up in front of my church and they gave us $10 million. Praise God for that. And you don't say praise God. And then when are you going to break me off some brother? You know, <laughs> <laughs> praise God for your blessing. I thank God for God doing your work, your faith in operation, your faith doing things. I praise God for you and what you're doing. That's what we got to get. Our hearts are right there in that thankful space. Somebody got a competitive business to you. Don't get upset when they get blessed. Praise God. Man, praise God for your blessing. If you feel so led, share with me how you did it. I'll be glad to learn from you. Praise God for God blessing you. Ooh, matter, matter of fact, I'm praying, matter of fact, I'm going to agree and pray with you that he doubled the blessing on your life. What am I doing? I'm talking to God. I got fired from this job one time, y'all. I got fired. I went to work on a day. And then on Saturday, there was a registered letter in my mailbox firing me. They didn't talk to me, y'all. They just sent me a letter. You fired. But I got the letter. Y'all know what I did? I sat down at the desk. I said, took my pen out. And I got a thank you card. And I wrote on the thank you card, I want to thank you for how you blessed me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to work with you and serve with you. And I wrote it to the one boss. Then I took it to the other other boss. You know what? It's been a pleasure. I thank you so much for the opportunity to work for you. It's been great. I pray that the blessings of God be on your life and on your work from this day forward. I wrote both of those and put them in the mail. And you know what happened to me? The peace of God that goes beyond all understanding guarded my heart and my mind. And when I saw those individuals, I shook their hands. I gave them a hug. I smiled at them. And I was not even mad. Because it was gone. It left with the envelope. Because why? I was grateful. I wasn't happy that I got fired. And matter of fact, it was dirty dog wrong the way they did it. (laughs) However, however, (laughs) it doesn't change the fact I can have gratitude for the opportunity to be a blessing and to do the work I did when I was there. Two things can be true. 
It can be true that something's wrong the way something was done. It can also be true that there's a great blessing in what I've experienced and what I can be thankful for. Man, because we are new creation people. We're new creations, amen? amen? We are totally new creations. Tell you this, I'm a new creation. A new creation. Matter of fact, I'm a, when I get into trouble, say this, when I get into trouble, I'm going to ask God what to do. And I know God's going to tell me, rejoice, give thanks, and then I'll tell you what else to do. Woo, come on, man. Come on. Why? Because I'm not a thermos thermometer. <laughs> I change my right, keep my confession right. I'm not a thermometer. Other people's actions don't affect me unless I allow it. Because I'm a thankful person. And even if you try to take something from me, you can't take everything from me because God gives me stuff. You can't take everything from me. You don't have the power to take everything from me. And because you don't have the power to take everything from me, I don't have to be mad if you do take something from me. Because I got more where that came from. Because <laughs> God is my source and my only source. Amen? Amen? He's your source and your only source. Amen? <laughs> we talking about prayer, y'all. Man, I can't get to what I want. I can't get to the next level. Believe it, it's another level I want to take you to. Uh, okay, let's do this. Yes. Christine, will you come up here, please? We got some people that are going to express some gratitude real quick. Amen. Praise. Y'all give a hand clap when she come on up here. Amen. morning, saints. When pastor is in the circle this morning, he asks if anyone want to get up and say a couple of words. My hand went, I go, maybe he didn't see me, so I'll keep it down. And then he saw me. <laughs> I saw you. Um, some of you know that I've been sick since 1999. I've been dealing with kidney failure, been on dialysis, had a transplant that gave out but Lord is always with me. He's, he's yes. given me the strength. But I'm just going to give you a snapshot of my last year. Last year this time, I went to UC Sacramento to have my thyroid taken out. Surgery supposed to be at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Didn't get done until 8 o'clock that night. Family was waiting out there. What's going on? What's going on? And I'm that type... You told me 3 o'clock, 3.45, I'm ready to go. It ain't the first time I tried to leave a surgery. Let's hope this will be my last. But then I came home, and I was well. Pastor Tammy came to visit me that Thursday. That Friday, I started feeling sick, and next thing I knew, I was calling the ambulance. All my, at that time, 55 years, people say, you know, you get shortness of breath. I never got shortness of breath before. I, I didn't know, but they always ask you that. But that night, I couldn't catch my breath. I couldn't. I couldn't. It was close to midnight. My son wasn't home. My daughter-in-law was there with the baby. Called the ambulance. And then I knew 
I had to call on Jesus. You know, you're young, something happened. You call on your mama, you call on your daddy. I called on Jesus, Lord, and I started talking in tongues. I scared my daughter-in-law. And <laughs> ambulance came. I scared the men because I, I was shortness of breath, but I could walk to the door, get on a gurney to get in the ambulance. So they was thinking ain't nothing really wrong with me. Then I get to the hospital, and I'm trying to say what I got to say. Next thing I know, they incubate me. I'm like, oh, no. And if you don't know nothing else about me, you know I'm very transparent. And I got in there, and when I woke up and I had that in my throat, Lord knows I was like, I got to communicate because I got so much to say. Pastor Tammy, Pastor Derry was in the room. I'm giving SOS. I'm doing Morse code. <laughs> Blinking my eyes, kicking my legs. Just, you know, and my son is going, what? I'm going past the letter. You know, go back, go back. And they were like, what do you have to say so much? And I had to say, I had new pajamas on. Did they cut my pajama pants? And they was like, if, I, if you worried about some pajamas, and that's what I was worried about, because I know God got me. God got me. Mess up these pajamas. And then I, I stayed in intensive care for 10 days, and it was Women's Network, and I wanted to come. And I was like, I'm cutting out for Women's Network. I'm getting out for Women's Tammy's like, if you come, you better be in a wheelchair. I was like, oh, Lord, they're not going to let me come. And they didn't let me come. But God, I had fluid. I was 255 pounds. And then come to find out, I've been walking around three years with all that weight, and it was just fluid that just needed to come off me. And it just, God told me, once I committed my life to him, there were days I wanted to give in and give up, but he always kept my eyes and my faith on him. And this is not a word, but y'all see me. Some days I come in here, I'm barely making it, but I'm going to make it. And I'm, I'm not, I'm going to use the word because I know pastors probably give me my time. I'm not braggadocious, but I'm going to say, I don't look like I was in intensive care last year this time. I'm a- uh-oh, 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 watch out, watch out, watch out. <laughs> And I got my bracelet on for the oh, Women's Network yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So God, he, he makes a way out of no way. I, and my blessing, he was able for me. I mean, I was going through all this. I was moving from house to house, found the house that I wanted, came, came to find out it was infested with every creature that had 10 legs, eight legs. But Lord bless me, I, I stayed faithful. Yes. I didn't act ugly. You know how you can act ugly when people don't treat you right. But the Lord blessed me. I just purchased a brand new home, closed yeah. on it, and yeah. my grandkids live with me. My son lives with me. And all I can say is he makes a way out of no way, and you don't never have to know nothing else about me, but know I'm a child of God. Amen. 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 <laughs> Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Amen. Amen. I got two more, y'all. Two more. We're number two. Come on up here. 
There we go. Okay, Amen. when we were standing in the circle this morning, Tony told me to speak. And I said, honey, I don't have anything <laughs> to say. So I'm in the worship, I'm in the word. And lo and behold, most of you guys know I work at a school. I work at a Christian school. And for whatever reason, kids attach themselves to me. I don't know what it is, but they do. So this little one walks in church, and she comes down the aisle, sit next to me. We smile at each other. And I just put my hand on her little sh shoulders, and while we were clapping, I took her hands and clapped. And since then, we hip the hip. Everybody came up to me and said, oh, what's her name? I don't know. <laughs> Who is she? Uh, grandbaby. And, you know, I have to thank God. I am so grateful for this. You know, you take it for granted. You think people just like you, little kids just like you. But she can feel the love in my heart that I have for kids. Because kids, you can't pretend. And they see it. She's been in my lap through the, the whole entire service. We've been drawing pictures. And um, when offering came around, I gave her a dollar to put in the service. And she looked at me and said, thank you. So I just want to say, we can't forget about our little people. They know love when they see love. Yes, they do. And I'm just grateful for God that I do have that gift. Because it could be something else. A lot of people say, oh, you're always so happy. You're always smiling. And I'm grateful for my smile. And I don't take it for granted. I have a message here that I want Tammy to read that um, somebody wrote to me in 1995. And I was just trying to be kind, just be myself. And this is just for you to remind yourself. It doesn't cost you anything to be kind to people. Tammy read this before, and she said to me, I want to this to be heard in church, and it was in my Bible. Yes. 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 Thank you guys for being patient and understanding it's all for a reason. Uh, this is dated July 18, 1995. Dear Lenita, you can never know how much Kay and I appreciate your kindness to us and the gift of laughter to be found in the films you, you chose. Laughing is one of the best prescriptions for the heart, mind, soul, and body. In this case, however, something extra special must be noted. I suspect that if you could survey 100% of the people on earth, you would find that well over 90% never once in a lifetime went out and brought a gift for a complete stranger. Only a few are so good. You are a part of a small, select, and wonderful elite. The precious few who hear of a person in sorrow, need, or sickness, and instead of saying, too bad, they set about investing their time, money, and souls in an effort to help the total stranger. Without ever meeting you, I know for a fact that anyone who is lucky enough to know you is truly fortunate. If I found a daughter like you, I'd never stop bragging about you. Your mom and dad are right to take pride in you. We find God in many ways, and that you live proves God's perfection. In a small beset by, oh, in a world beset by wars, hunger, cruelty, want, people say, how can there be a God? 
Next time I hear that, I will tell them about you and then ask, if you don't believe in God, how do you explain how I know Lenita can exist? We know that there is still goodness in our world as long as people like you are here to remind us and to challenge us to follow your lead. I will never forget your goodness, Lenita. You are one in a billion. God bless you. And the gentleman she still hasn't met wrote her this. That's the love. And that was from 1995. And that is who she is. And she wouldn't read that about herself. I asked her and it took her about a year to give me this paper. <laughs> but it's the perfect time. And thank you. What happened was I was going, I worked at Chevron. I worked the early shift from five to two. I worked in payroll. And there was an employee that would come in every morning frowning. She appeared to have a lot of attitude. And every time she would come by my desk, I would say good morning. I would smile at her. And she would just look at me and turn her head. So the Lord led me to go in her office to ask her if she was okay. And she would say, I'm fine. And the Lord continued to put it on my heart. You keep trying to talk to her. So one day I went in there and I said, Kate, how are you doing? She goes, you know, Lenita, I'm doing really bad. And I said, well, what's the problem? She says, my husband was a Chevron truck driver. He got hit. Every bone in his body broke. And she says, and my husband is constant pain. He don't go a day without a smile. I mean, he, he, he can't smile anymore. It hurts him to smile. And so I asked her if I could pray with her. And she said, I could. So we prayed and we prayed. I prayed for her strength. Because to be a caretaker, I know it's hard. And so I prayed for her and I prayed for her husband. So on my lunch, I went to Costco. And they had Maul and Paul Kettle movies. And those are the movies that I enjoyed as a kid. So I brought the whole entire set. And I gave them to her. And I asked her if she would give them to her husband. And she said yes. And then in result, I got this letter. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why do you add you are you 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 did Say God is good. Say God is good. Say all the time. Say Amen. Amen. Number three, come on up. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Um, this morning, uh, Pastor, he asked a couple of volunteers. I'm looking around like, I'm going to give someone else an opportunity to speak. And hardly nobody would raise their hand. Then Christine finally raised her hand, and we, we dispersed. And then during praise and worship, God just kept pressing on my spirit because he said, you got so much to be thankful for, and it's not about you bragging. It's about you testifying how good I am. And so I went to the back, found Pastor Derry. I said, can I be your second person to testify to what God has done to me? He said, thank you. <laughs> so um, two years ago, I'm going to go back and fast forward. Two years ago, I suffered an injury on the job. And prior to that, the Lord had gave me a word that he was going to transition me out of law enforcement 
into full-time ministry. But knowing who I am, I wasn't going to quit my job. So God put me in a position where I got hurt. I've been off work for two years. I just got a notification. My doctor submitted a report and told me that my injury was permanent and stationary. Therefore, I could not be accommodated in my current position. And then I got a phone call saying that we need to discuss your options of retiring you. And I said, okay. And then they exhausted all my personal leave while I was off. And all I had was my sick time. And then they told me I couldn't take my sick time. So I received the first paycheck that had negative. I never saw so many less zeros <laughs> on a pay stub. And I said, okay, Lord. I said, you told me that you would provide for me, and you told me that the finances coming in this house would not be interrupted. So I praised him. I said, I, I thank you for what you're doing. I said, because you're humbling me right now because I've always been in a situation where I can provide, for, I could provide for myself. I took the control. I always had money. And now he got me in a position where I don't know where, we got one paycheck coming in, and, but we are a two-paycheck household. And I said, well, Laura, I don't know how we're going to make up the difference of that. So the following week, it was actually about three days after that, I get a phone call. It was a caller ID. I looked at it. It told me it was from my job, and I went, I don't want to talk to them. I had enough of them. And um, I said, they can leave me a message. I listened to the message. It was my payroll clerk, and she left me a message. She said, call me back. Do not leave a message. Keep calling me until I pick up the phone. So she said, I'll be at my desk until 1 o'clock. So I called her back, and she said, I received a notification that they were L-whopping you. If you don't know what L-whopping means, it's leave without pay. I said, yeah, I've I seen it too. <laughs> and she said, you have so much sick time. I'm going to take from your sick time. She said, it makes no difference why they can't pay you from your sick leave. So she said, I'm going to start paying you from your sick time. I can only pay you up to this amount of hours. I need you to write a letter to the sheriff to get the additional hours while your, your, while your disability is processing. And I said, you can do that? She said, we're going to do that. And I just said, wow. I got off the phone. I couldn't do nothing but thank God. The thing is, I thanked him even when I was looking at that check that had no payment on it. Yes, yes. And that thankfulness and gratefulness of just that led him to do what he did for me. And I couldn't contain it. I called Tammy. I said, you, you won't believe what just happened. <laughs> they said they wasn't going to pay me. And God said, oh, yeah? Look, look what happened. And that's how I saw it. God said, oh, really? You're going to pay my daughter. And, I, got, and I'm, I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm going to get it. So God makes a way when you don't see a way in that predicament. 
So when I say he's my light in the darkness, he is my light in the darkness. He made a way out of no way. Amen. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. We're going to close with this. Turn back to, turn back to 1 Thessalonians again. This is what we're going to close out with. This is your word for the week. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. This is the will of God for, in Christ Jesus for you. This is God's will for you. God's will is that you rejoice. Don't let anything stop your rejoicing. Don't let nothing. You get bad news, don't, don't dwell on the bad news. Get, get your rejoicing on. Get your rejoicing on. Rejoice always. And pray without ceasing. Talk to God about your situation. Talk to God about what's going on. There's nothing too big or too small for God. Jesus introduced this. He said, when you pray, pray in this manner. Our Father. Your Father will hear you. Your Father will listen to you. Amen? Big or small, your Father will listen to you. Big or small. Amen? And then in everything, just give thanks. <laughs> I used to be worried about whether or not when I grew up, I think my father was there over there. I'm all worried about that. At some point, you know what? You have to give thanks for what's around you. Yeah. Friend of mine, they grew up, the father wasn't there. They got a chance to go to the environment where the father was. And you know what they said? They said, thank God for where I was. <laughs> God blessed me by not growing up in that household. Sometimes what you thought was a curse was a blessing. <laughs> Amen. But you won't know it's a blessing till you give thanks. When you give thanks and you'll find out how blessed you are. When you start counting your blessings all around you, not out of pride, but acknowledgement that, man, God is here. God is doing some awesome things. And you know what? Not only did I thank my, God for me, like Romans 1, I'm not going to stop giving thanks for you. I'm going to give thanks for you and what God's doing in your life, how God's changing you, transforming you. God's giving you revelation, understanding, knowledge. God's blessing you with new, new insights, you, new things. God's blessing you with houses or land or with new jobs or whatever. Praise God. I'm thankful for God. God's doing. I'm thankful for God blessing somebody with their desire of their heart. She wants to be in ministry full time. Praise God. God's opening that door. And when I'm driving to work, I'm going to praise God for her being full time. Because <laughs> I ain't got no jealousy. I'm happy for her. Praise God. That's a blessing, man. Oh, yes. Praise God. Man, let me tell you something. When gratitude catches a hold of you, when gratitude catches a hold of you, whew, man, you're going to be some kind of something. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you're going to be some kind of something. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, stir your people with thankfulness. You have given us the privilege and the power to hear your voice, to talk to you face to face. We thank you that the blood of Jesus covered the mercy seat once and for all to give us access to that which we could not access on our own. And we are thankful. We are thankful for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We are thankful for the blood of Jesus that has given us salvation. We thank you, Lord, that we have entered so great a salvation that we have been made new creations in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you that no no matter what our current condition in the natural, in the spirit, we're seated on the lap of our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. No matter what our current situation, circumstances, we're seated in heavenly places with our Father. Hallelujah. And because we're seated with our Father, we're grateful for that position. We're also grateful that by His Spirit, He has poured out His Spirit on all flesh, that we never be orphans or alone. Mm. That Your Spirit's with us all the time, never leaving us or forsaking us. So that we count it all joy. I count it all joy. For every trial and every test, I count it all joy. For every trial and every test, and I'm grateful, so grateful. Lord, I'm grateful, so grateful. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. Yes. If you have anything to be grateful for, would you lift your hands for just a moment, please? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that our gratitude is opening the door to come boldly before your throne. Hallelujah. We thank you that our gratitude for what we already possess is giving us a new revelation to what is already in our hands. Hallelujah. We thank you for the dead stick in our hand. (laughs) Uh, We thank you that that dead stick, Lord, will be whatever you want it to be in our hands. 
We thank you that we have no lack. Mm. Hallelujah. No lack. Because you're with us. <laughs> uh, no lack of talent. No lack of abilities. No lack of strength. And when we're weak, we say we're strong. Because we're grateful for the life that's in us. <laughs> Glory to God. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this day. Let the word of the Lord minister to every person as they leave today. That anointing of gratitude be upon us. I thank you for my aunt and my cousin being here today, Lord. I thank you for every person in this church, every visitor, Lord. Thank you for them sharing and contributing their faith today. We thank you for every person here who has struggles and battles, Lord, that we are here as family together to encourage one another. We thank you that nobody here is alone. We are unified together. Hallelujah. Bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God and thanks for listening to today's message. This message was titled Thanksgiving and Petition from our new series, 40 Days of Prayer. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, please feel free to check out our website at alwc.us. On the site, you'll find more information about us, our church and events calendar, and other messages that may be of interest to you. Once again, the site is alwc.us. You can also find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash AbundantLifeWorship.net. God bless, and we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Until then, remember that Jesus came to give you life, and that more abundantly.